Welcome to the GeoMob Podcast, where we discuss geo-innovation in any and all forms, whether for fun or profit. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of the GeoMob Podcast. One month ago, on the 6th of February, there was a devastating earthquake that hit Turkey and Syria. Um, the, currently, the estimates are over 50,000 dead, 1.5 million people have been left homeless. It's a massive tragedy. Um, and so today, I wanted to get on the show someone who is working or uh, organizing some of the efforts to get that area mapped. My guest is Nama Budathaki, who is regional director of the humanitarian OpenStreetMap team's Oping Mapping Hub for Asia Pacific. Uh, he has been one of the coordinators of the humanitarian OpenStreetMap team's response to try to map that area so that um, relief and, and efforts can can happen there. Um, Nama, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for taking the time to talk with us about the work uh, HOT has been doing on this project. Um, I am going to, in, in the interest of time, you know, we've had several guests over the years from HOT uh, so anyone who is unfamiliar with the HOT and the humanitarian open stream map team should go back and listen to some of those episodes and we'll have them in the show notes. But we're not going to go deep on exactly um, the general concept of HOT. Instead, I want to dive into the specifics of, of the earthquake response uh, and, and what exactly is happening there and how people can contribute. So um, with that context, Nama, thank you again for coming on the show. Please, let's start by um, you introducing yourself. Um, who are you? What exactly is your role in HOT? And then we'll go, go straight into the situation specifically on Turkey, Syria. Thank you, Ed. Um, thank you for the opportunity to be, to be with you here. Um, as you said, my name is Nama Buratoki. Um, I'm the regional director for Open Mapping Hub for Asia Pacific. I joined HOT in January 2021. Um, I was leading an organization called Kathmandu Living Labs before I started this position at HOT. Um, and I have been in OpenStreetMap space for more than 15 years. First as a researcher and then a practitioner. Um, what, what exactly is happening? What is HOT doing in response to this crisis? Can you, can you share some of the details? In, in Turkey and Syria earthquake, um, HOT is trying to contribute in several ways. Uh, we are hosting tasking manager projects um, at the request of some of the local partners, PRC Zeller and other responding organizations. Um, we are also engaging mappers because, um, you know, we need object map, as we all know. Um, um, like in past disasters, a good map is instrumental um, in responding the disaster of this scale. So we are also organizing several mapathons. Um, so um, we call it solidarity mapathons. Um, so we try to bring communities from different countries, from Asia Pacific and also from other countries, uh, to map the priority task and tasking managers. Um, so um, some of these mapathons are led by the community, some of them are led by different organizations. Um, and we are also validating the data because it's important that we have good data. 
Um, so experience mappers are taking that role. Um, also looking into the third pass data assurance processes. Um, we're also training and developing data quality tips. So um, we, uh, it's, it's not just one thing. We are, we're trying to do a bunch of different things so that together it produces good geospatial data that we can offer um, to the response organizations on the ground. Maybe, uh, Nama, you could take us through the exact timeline of what happens in a crisis like this. You know, from at some point the, the, the earthquake happens, how does, what then happens to get hot involved? All the way from, you know, people start doing something to then how is the data used? Um, is that, you know, probably the, I guess there are different scenarios that kind of in the first immediate days. I know in this case of Turkey, there was a, a lot of effort to try to find survivors in the rubble. I mean, the pictures look just terrible of, of these huge buildings that have collapsed with lots of people in them. Um, but then at some point, obviously, the, the, the response moves to a different phase. Um, take us through kind of the exact timeline of, of, of what happens. Uh, thank you. That's a great question. Um, you know, disaster situations are very complicated. It's very complex. Um, things evolve very fast, meaning every next hour, you know, things are changing. So um, when, when disaster happens, um, we've, we first observe, we first try to learn about the scale of the disaster. I mean, if it's a small one, um, you know, and if there is a small, sorry, if there is a strong local community, uh, that's one scenario. Um, so if the scale of the disaster is too big, um, you know, we think slightly differently. Uh, and again, if the local community doesn't exist, then we have to take uh, more roles. Um, so, um, that's generally what happens and the, the first, you know, several hours is trying to understand and making sense of the, the event. Um, and then, you know, uh, response organizations, people on the ground, uh, it takes some time for them to actually make sense of you know, what is happening, uh, and even to identify them preliminary needs. Um, and when I talk about this, one of the most important thing is to understand about the context. You know, the, 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 the every disaster has a political context, economic, social, and different context. Um, so there is not one size fit all uh, kinds of approach. And um, so we try to make you know make sure that we we have the expansive information about the local context, for local realities, um, um, and then take some kind of decision. Um, so in in the case of Turkey and Syria, uh, we you know we it didn't take a long time for us to understand that this the scale of the disaster is really big, um, and then we um, you know and, and luckily we had in, in in the case of Turkey we had uh, a local community a local partner called Ersi General, um, and then um, through them we could learn things much better. Um, and, then be, and then we start, you know, reaching out to mappers and then, uh, you know, asking them uh, to provide their support. 
so that's and that continues for next several days in a few weeks. Um, and then the that first phase which is response phase, and then as as you know, you know during the first phase that lots of people get involved, and then slowly. You know, that's one thing we learn that you know of people you know you know begin to return to their work um, 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 and the nature of the work also changes at the beginning we map and then the question of validation comes uh, later um, so generally that's what happens um, so understand the context um, and then we also call what we call activation at heart. Um, you know, start activation, uh, map, and then um, uh, look into quality. And then the most important thing is to connect this data to the, the, the use, uh, because we would like to see data being used by the response organizations, because our hope is that every piece of data we produce is helpful to save lives or reduce sufferings. Um, so that's generally what happens, and then we review it at heart, um, you know, in about a month. So that was you know, a couple of days ago. We review, you know, how are things going on, and how should we, you know, move next. Um, so um, that's that's generally how we approach uh, our effort. Let's let's talk a little bit first of all about the the production of the mapping data. So, um, so several questions. Obviously, after a situation like an earthquake or, or I guess many other types of natural disasters, you know the landscape has changed, uh, buildings are destroyed, bridges maybe I, you know I don't know, but so you know, the step one is you kind of I guess you need new imagery. Where does the imagery come from? Uh, and then second of all, is, is the imagery I guess is useful for uh, remote mapping or armchair mapping? But are there people also on the ground doing mapping? Is is, is that, um, or or is this mainly kind of a remote? I, I would say it is a mainly remote effort. Um, um, you know, um, we don't have a whole lot of evidence that people are doing ground mapping, uh, partly because it's too risky. After earthquake of this scale, there are many aftershocks, and uh, um, so it's too dangerous to go out to start mapping. Um, um, so, yeah, I, I would say at, at, at least for the, for the first few, few days, few weeks, is uh, largely a remote exercise. And uh, when you talk about the imagery, we are using Maxer imagery, and when you know, as far as possible. And in some cases, there is because of the cloud, and for some other reasons, if we cannot use it, um, the mappers are also using the. Other sources of imagery, for example, being imagery. Um, uh, yeah, these are these are the two predominant sources of imagery that we're using, we are using in this crisis. Can Can you share any statistics of, of from the uh, the Turkey the Turkey Syria response? How many How many people have been mapping, and uh, you know what? I don't I don't know how you measure kind of. What the metrics are? Is it in terms of number of contributors, amount of data? How 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 do you how do you guys kind of assess things? And and what are some stats for this particular response? There are different sources of statistics. Um, so um, I haven't checked it today. Um, but 
you know, I think is 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 from yesterday. So we've been able to map nearly two million buildings. Um, um, more than eight thousand people have already contributed in the mapping exercise. Um, over seven thousand kilometers of the road have been mapped. Uh, so it's very impressive, actually. Um, so um, of course, this 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 engagement is you know going down. Um, um, but I think uh, this is the, the the first thirty days, and uh, more than eight, eight, you know eight thousand people mapping in this event is. I think it's extraordinary. Well, let's let's then turn our attention to the use of the data because I know one question that always comes up is, you know, when when there's a disaster kind of on the other side of the world, it's a it's a very normal human response to want to do something. So so then people say, okay, well let me go map, um, uh, let me let me do some remote mapping. Uh, but but then the question comes, you know, is this really helping? Is this is the data actually being used? Do you have any any statistics about that? And and um, you know, how do how do you measure whether the response was successful? Or uh, you know, how do you how as an organization, how does HOT think about that? Yeah, it's extremely difficult to actually measure um, the actual use of the data um, for a variety of reasons. Uh, one because anybody goes, can go to OpenStreetMap and download, uh, you know, uh, map, and it's, it's very difficult to know that. But that said, um, there are um, some indications. Uh, for example, uh, we see a surge in the downloads of OSM datasets provided by HUT through SGX platform. Um, so that tells us that people are downloading data uh, again, this is downward, you know, but how exactly people are using this data is not easy to tell. Um, so, um, but um, we have seen a beautiful maps being created by a different organizations. Um, um, and, and there are, you know, I, I can't tell you in a, in a, in a definitive way, but the, the sources tell that uh, you know um, the organizations like um, uh, MSF, Map Action, um, even the Disaster and the Emergency Management Authority of, of Turkey, for example, um, uh, World Food Programs, um, they have been they, they have they have produced maps. Uh, that's something we have seen uh, using OpenStreetMap data. Um, so, but we don't have accurate information about how exactly they are using um, those maps. So uh, that's, that's always a challenge in, in, in uh, all disasters. Um, so uh, I think it, it takes some time uh, to capture this information. I'm hopeful that we'll have more information about that. What what I guess we're we're a little over a month now since the date of the earthquake, um, so what what's kind of the current need? What uh, how can people get involved now? And and what is the current um, you know to, to obviously there's there's it's going to take a lot of time to kind of rebuild these communities. But how is 
how can hot be helped now? And uh, specifically to our listeners who, you know, all over the world, I guess primarily in Europe, um, how can they contribute? Who should be contributing? Is this um, experience mappers? Uh, anyone who who wants to put in some time? Who you know? How can how can people get involved? And and who would be your ideal kind of um, contributor? Well, thank you for asking that question. Um, I would like to emphasize um, that um, there is still a need for mapping. Uh, we still need data. The, you know, data is equally important in the recovery phase. So, um, um, you know, if 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 there are people who have experience mapping in OSM, um, they 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 could make a very important contributions. Um, you know, they could validate data. Um, you know, the, the fact that. The, the earthquake has affected the dense urban environment. Um, that means it will be more challenging for the beginning mappers to 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 to, to map those areas. So um, that is where we need support from the experienced mappers. Um, uh, if if there are people who haven't done mapping before or they have very little experience, that's fine. But uh, we would very um, uh, we would encourage them. That uh, they identify the mapathons um, and also identify some mentors um, where they can get some help um, to to map. So um, so we we need <clears throat> I, I would say mappers at all level of experience, but but what we need more is people who have experience uh, mapping in the past. Uh, because there are many tasks that still need validation. These are not complete. And, um, 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 you know, that, that's, that's still a, a challenge. So, uh, again, uh, thank you for asking that question, and I request, you know, the, the, the listeners, um, uh, if, you spend, if you can spend a few, few hours um, over the next, you know, a few days, a few weeks, whatever works for you, uh, uh, please um, consider uh, contributing your knowledge, your experience. That's what we need. That's what people. Well, I, I encourage everyone to get involved. I I, uh, I did a little bit of mapping myself uh, in on this response, and you know it does it does feel useful to to actually contribute in some tangible way rather than just. I mean, of course, there are many sites where you can donate money, and and I, I encourage everyone to do that as well. But but it. There's something very, um, very soothing about actually taking action, you know. Uh, and um, uh, so, I, I definitely encourage all listeners to get involved. Turning turning the focus away from the immediate tragedy in in Turkey and Syria, um, let's talk a little bit more about kind of the the general work that you do at the Asia Pacific Hub. And specifically, I think I think your story um, is is quite interesting because. Uh, you're you're based in Nepal, if I understand correctly, or no, you're from Nepal, um, which of course was also the site of a of a terrible earthquake several years ago. Um, and I guess is that is that kind of what also moved you into um, Tahat and and what were the kind of lessons, if any, that we can learn from from past 
uh, responses that have contributed to how things are being done today? Um, there are several lessons um, from the Nepal earthquake. Um, I'm, you know, I talk about the Nepal earthquake because I, I, I do have first-hand experience. Uh, so one of the most important lessons is that the existence of local community, uh, strong local communities, is crucial for a um, effective uh, response. Um, that's that's one thing we consistently uh, you know learn about. Um, so because it makes a lot of difference because the, if there is a local community, they know exactly what is needed. You know they have better relationship with the response organizations. There is uh, you know they, they enjoy more trust, um, and then they can also guide um, the remote mappers, you know, where they should actually be mapping, what kind of data needs to be produced. So um, a local community can do a variety of job, you know, you know, they can bring a variety of insights to make a lot of things better, easier, more effective. So um, um, in, in Asia Pacific, um, we're trying to do exactly that. So we're trying to create our strength then where the community already exists, you know, in several countries. So it, I don't know if you know that the Asia Pacific hub has 25 priority countries. So in many countries, there is already a strong local some communities, but in other countries, um, it's not as strong as in other countries. So we are trying to create, you know, build communities in different countries um, so that um, when there is disaster in future, we can do much better job. Um, so that's one, one, one of the you know one of the things we're doing in Asia Pacific. Um, um, so um, you know, all disaster and every disaster is also an opportunity um, to better prepare for the future of possible disasters. Um, yeah. So by by learning, you know, what went good, you know, what, what are the areas that could be better, you know, by bringing people together, you know, a disaster, everybody, as you say, everybody comes together, it's also the sense of humanity that, that, that plays out. Um, you know, people get network, people know each other, um, they develop the relationship, um, and then, um, you know, People begin also to think about the future, so um, um, that's that's exactly what we're trying to do. You know, building community, uh, supporting them, nurturing them, providing resources. Uh, so that's what the ECBSPIC Hub is is working at the moment. What for any of our listeners, you know, who, as I said, are, are primarily, I, I think, in Europe because that's where our event is, but. But also, there are some people in other parts of the world. Um, what is the best way for them to get involved? Uh, what what would be if someone is out there listening who maybe you know has experience with OpenStreetMap and enjoys mapping? You know, how can they best support Hop? Is it by going to the tasking manager and mapping? Is it by getting getting involved more deeply? What what, what would what would be your advice to them? Are you talking about? The disaster situation, or, or 
anytime. No, no, I, I don't mean I don't mean the the not the specifics of of the earthquake in Turkey, but I mean in general. Okay. If if we say, um, you, you know, there are always the sad reality is there are always going to be more natural disasters. The question is, how can we best lay the groundwork to prepare for a, an effective response? You know, if if we say that the best thing is a thriving local community. Which, which I agree, and it makes total sense. But I guess for me, sitting in Europe, the question is, how can I best help develop the local community in some of these regions? You know, it, it's not really immediately intuitive to me how I can best support that. Yeah, that's a great question. Um, I, I would say uh, people from other part, uh, you know, um, if if. As I said before, if they do have experience in mapping in OSM, they can they can go to the tasking manager, they can map, they can validate data. That's one obvious way they can contribute. Um, you know, and also that's that's the beauty of open mapping. It's a, it's a collaborative project. You know, anybody from any part of the world can map any other part of the world. Um, so um, ideally, um, you know, if we do have a remote mappers. And if there is also a group of local mappers, you know, that's that's for me is ideal situation because there are certain information that needs to be, you know, validated on the ground. Um, so, um, yeah, you know, contributing to the map through tasking manager is one way to to do, uh, you know, to support. Um, but there are also other ways. For example, they can share experience. Um, uh, you know, in many countries in the Asia Pacific and also uh, the other priority countries, the hardware is working in different regions. Um, there's lots of mapping to be done. Lots of mapping. You know, um, some places, some countries are better mapped. Other countries are uh, are not well mapped. So we do have, you know, you know gigantic task in front of us. So mapping data improvement of the data quality and also sharing experience, you know. Uh, for, let's take the example of Germany, for example. I know uh, it's a very strong community. People have lots of experience, uh, you know, passing that experience, you know, guiding the communities in the harsh priority countries would be of enormous benefit. Um, uh, to these communities that have just uh, started to develop. Um, so that setting could take different form. Um, you know, it could even be a webinar, for example, um, um, you know, best practices. Uh, what are the challenges? What are the issues? You know, the people from, uh, from these developed communities are faced. So, um, but your question also, um, you know, reminds me that probably we need to think about something there. That there is some space. You know, how can we create? You know, how can we make that happen? Where uh, people from you know, countries where there is a very strong uh, community, where there is already lots of experience, can come to um, to the hearts of you know, priority countries. Uh, thank you for asking that question. That's a great question. Well, you know, I, I think everyone, when we when we see these terrible situations, everyone, and very natural instinct is to somehow try to help, 
But the question is, what is the most effective way? Of course, in the moment after the disaster, but then also in the kind of medium and longer term. And how do we create the infrastructure or, or the local community or whatever so that we're more resilient in general? I think this is the the question, which I which I know everyone at Hot has been grappling with for a long time. So. Um, so I guess then it's a natural point for me to say uh, thank you very much for all of your work, Nama, to you and your colleagues and all of the volunteers who um, who have been uh, responding to this incident and, and to, to others like it. So um, any any final thoughts, Nama, as, as we wrap up? Any, any final messages that you want to leave the listeners with or uh, anything you'd like to say? Um, connected to your last question, um, um, you know, about the people from, you know, the, the, the Western countries um, helping the communities from uh, some of the hot priority countries. So I, I would just like to mention that there are people who, have already do, who are already doing that, by the way. You know, there are you know, many people I know, uh, they're mapping other countries. Um, uh, you know, sometimes these, these, these people are the top mappers, you know, they map even more than people from the local communities are mapping, actually. So uh, I would like to say thank you for them. Um, and I would also like to say a, a, a thank you for everybody uh, who have contributed uh, to the Turkey and Syria uh, mapping events um, and to produce a good map and to continue to, to demonstrate that open open map is, is a, a great project. Uh, you know, is you know, disaster after disaster. You know, we continue to demonstrate uh, that um, you know we can work together. Uh, we can produce something useful for uh, the people on the ground. Um, uh, you know, so that they can use it to do their job better. So, uh, I just would like to say thank you, and uh, please continue to map. Uh, for Turkey and Syria. Well, let, let me echo that then. I, I encourage all of our listeners to get involved, to, to check out the tasking manager and dive in. You know, you know maybe it's just for, for, for half an hour, an hour, or whatever, but whatever it is you can do, please get involved because it looks like a very bad situation there. So, um, so yeah, th thank you to everyone who's contributing. Nama, what is the best way for people to to learn more about you, about about uh, the Asia Pacific Hub? Where can where can they go? How can uh, I guess Hot in general? Of course, we will have the the Hot um, website listed in the show notes. But but if they want to learn more about you and and your work, how can how can they best do that? Uh, the the best way to learn about the work is uh, I, I would say. Uh, go to the HOT website, um, and then there are different pages, uh, you know, for uh, different hubs, and go to the Open Mapping Hub Asia Pacific. Um, and then if you, um, if you want to talk to, talk to me directly, you know, um, just feel free to shoot me an email at uh, nama.puratagi at the red hotwaysm.org. Yeah, I would say these are the best ways to, to reach out to me and learn more about uh, our work. Okay, very nice. Um, 
Thank you very much, Lama. I don't want to take up more of your valuable time than needed, so um, I appreciate you really taking the time to come and talk with us, and I, I hope it leads to more contributors and more involvement with, with HOT in general. Um, and, and yeah, as a final note, um, again, thanks, thanks uh, for all your efforts and, and the efforts of the entire HOT community. Thank you, Ed. I, I hope we have the chance to meet at an OpenStreetMap event at some point in the future. I hope so. Thanks for joining us today and listening to the GeoMob podcast. We hope you enjoyed the discussion. Please get in touch with us if you have any feedback or suggestions for topics we should cover. You can get the show notes over on the website, which is at thegeomob.com. While you're there, you can sign up for our monthly mailing list where we keep you informed about upcoming events. You can, of course, also follow us on Twitter where our handle is geomob. Thanks for listening and hope to see you at a GeoMop event soon.